new to the field school pr education how to get up to speed matthew what is up yo yo yeah let's do it let's jump into this and here we go be sure to visit soundmind.app peachjar.com and nickelstrategies.com advocating for public education sharing our stories and celebrating our schools, students, and staff. From crisis communications to media relations, social media, and everything in between, we're here to give you the best strategies, tools, and techniques to help you help others. Welcome to the School PR Podcast, brought to you by Peach Jar, Sound Mind, and Nickel Strategies. Here's your hosts, Matthew Jennings and Ryan Ferran. And welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Thrilled you are here. Matthew, thrilled you are here. What's up, my man? Yeah, doing awesome. I'm yep, stoked to be here. This is always a fun topic, just helping people where we can, which is totally cool. Um, but yeah, we're what? What 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 day is this? I'm I'm lost like on what day <laughs> of the year this is even. We're we're in the new 2024, which is crazy. This isn't our first podcast this year, but uh no. I can't believe it's already January, almost February. So you always, you bring up the dates. Remember the last podcast you said, yeah, we have Monday off. And I said, we don't know when this is going to come out. And so by the time it came out, you. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I like to, I like to timestamp these just so we're totally screwed up. We'll launch this video right here. This podcast in April and I'm talking about January. Exactly. Yeah. But one thing you do on the podcast the past few months, which is always a good reminder for me, you're way better at it than myself, is remembering the new people to the field because you and I are old, uh, old hacks and been around for a while, but uh, you're always keeping the perspective of the new professional to the field, which is great, especially especially since the field has really taken off the past five years. And then in the pandemic, we definitely saw a big increase because people started to realize the great importance of communication and transparency and helping with all these many, many issues that we were dealing with. So there are a lot of new people to the field. So we thought we would take some time and give them some advice for you're new to the field it's going to be overwhelming at first. How do you learn all this? And how do you get better at your job quicker? Mm, I love that. Yeah, there are a lot of new peeps. And, you know, I have the uh, real pleasure of meeting with districts all across the country, which is a lot of fun. And um, I have a lot of really great friendships now, just districts all over the place, which is neat. But it, it's it's so true in in, in, in just in general, that there's just a lot of new faces uh, nationwide, which is really incredible. Um, I'm still astounded at districts in like Florida and Texas where they have, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20, sometimes 30 plus people under the umbrella of school uh, and district communications. But uh, out in California, we're lucky if we have one um, for districts that are some in similar in size. But yeah, a lot of new peeps. So I think we've got a lot of uh, a lot of knowledge we can impart for sure. Yeah, especially in California and other states where they have only one person, you're the first person in that department. So you're creating it and you may have never done it before. So it is kind of overwhelming. So we'll hope to get you a cheat sheet of things you can do to get up to speed. For me, and I think for you, one of the 
best things ever for me to get up to speed when I first got into PR many eons ago, school PR that is, was joining Calspra. I am so glad I joined Calspra. I joined a district where they knew about Calspra, had been before, and they said, oh, we're going to this conference. I was like, you know, what is this? Had no idea. And just the relationships I grew, the sessions I went to, the questions I could ask, that two, three days at my first Calspra conference was so valuable, got me up to speed, got me contacts where I could ask questions to people if I inevitably had questions coming up. So my first piece of advice is to see if your state has a SPRA. If they don't, that's okay. You can join NSPRA, which is the National School Public Relations Association. And back when you and I joined, I don't know, 10 years ago or whatever, CalSPRA was the kind of go-to for sure, or your state SPRA. Um, now, if you don't have a state SPRA, NSPRA does a lot more as far as trainings, webinar, virtual. They have a massive library. So I would go uh, check NSPRA, those connections, those resources, and you're going to learn a lot. So that's my first advice. Check to see if your state has a SPRA. Go to the NSPRA website, join NSPRA, and join your state SPRA. It was amazing for me. Yeah, absolutely echo that. And, you know, you can also look at neighboring states, too. If, if your state doesn't have a SPRA, uh, you can check in with neighboring states. Um, the point that, you know, Ryan's really driving home here is professional development and connection with peers. So another thing you can do is also reach out to your, um, you know, county office of education, your, your department of ed. Uh, that, you know, there's going to be a PIO there. Um, we actually had Ian Hanning on, on the podcast recently and talked about just PIO groups that he puts together down in San Diego, Music Watson and her team. Shout out to Music. Shout out to Ian. But uh, Music's phenomenal as well and, um, you know, gets people together. And uh, so if you don't have a state SPRA, uh, you can definitely plug into local PIO groups. Um, and at least, you know, if they're not meeting regularly, uh, they can get you plugged in with the districts that are kind of around you or the individuals that are active, you know, in, in PR and public relations at districts there near you and connect you that way. That's a great idea, reaching out to your county office of education, people around you, and just asking. That's the other thing is ask, hey, is there any local PIO groups around here? Mm -hmm. And the counties, they do a great job of organizing groups. I organize one for people in our area. We meet every other week, and it's great talking about issues that are happening in our region. The other thing you can do is PRSA. Look for those chapters mm -hmm. in your area. That's public relations, and a lot of it crosses over. And CAPIO is California Public Information Officials, and that is more municipalities, police, fire, and city, but we're all doing public relations. And that's the thing about this podcast here and what the messages we talk about, strategies and techniques, like most of all this stuff would be applied to any government agencies, to city, mm -hmm. fire, just getting out your story, dealing with crisis communications. So... Um, check out those groups too on a secondary level, but I would check with the education PR realm first with your state SPRA, NSPRA, your county office, your neighboring districts, call them, see if they have PIOs, check the websites and start connecting with them. And if you don't have a group, 
We did a whole podcast on how to start a local PIO group a few podcasts ago. Yeah, it's so it's so true. Uh, if you are new to the game and you're you're new to the the you know the job, uh, just reach out. You can't do it alone. And I will tell you that you will be welcomed with open arms, uh, and you will be shocked at how freely we all share information and resources. So that's a big one. Um, another big one for me, and you kind of touched on it here a little bit, Ryan, which is. Um, if you're new, you do need to also plug into your local, you know, municipalities, you know, your local city, um, you know, PIOs, uh, your local fire PIOs, certainly your local police department PIOs. Um, I just learned recently a district's doing this successfully, uh, the PIO at the local hospitals. Um, and it was a, you know, it was related to a school shooting and they had that relationship going into it and they knew where their kids were going, you know, kids, they knew what messaging the hospital was putting out. So that was one I never did. <clears throat> Really good tip there. Uh, and meet with those people, you know, try, you know, invite them out for coffee, invite them out for lunch. Uh, it'll, if you buy their coffee, trust me, it'll be well spent, um, especially with your local police departments and fire and, and those kind of resources, because in the event of crisis and emergency, you really want them to be keeping you in the loop and working on things in tandem a lot of times. Um, in that vein, the other thing I would highly suggest as well, if you are new to your district is Set up a you know fifteen to thirty minute meeting with each principal. Um, set up a fifteen to thirty minute meeting with each you know assistant superintendent or sup, you know all the, all the associate superintendents, and just find out what's going well communication wise. You know, ask some probing questions. Find out what your office can do to support their efforts. Find out what their initiatives are. What what are their high profile, high value objectives for that school year and beyond, and then you go back and you start making plans after you do your rounds. And you start figuring out how you're going to make yourself even more relevant. Um, and you'll literally be doing the work to lift up and elevate, you know, the individuals that need you the most. Love what you said. And I think probably your two things that you just said should be steps one and two before <laughs> even joining your SPRA or NSPRA. Because your yeah. police and fire, who are the PIOs, who are the contacts, is day one. Because yeah. you, like you have said and alluded to, you do not want to meet them day one in the crisis when it's hitting the fan. Yeah. So that is smart thing. If you're in one city, find out who that is. If you're in multiple cities, find out. And some of your cities, police or fire, the city itself also find out who the PIO is. Mm -hmm. If they don't have PIOs, find out for the police. The question to ask is who is the, who will be the uh, watch commander? Who is the public liaison? If you don't have a PIO, who can I call? Uh, so get those names, numbers, write them down, put them in your phone, in your Rolodex, because that is going to come up big. And if your soup goes to you like, hey, we need to talk to the, you know, the, the fire captain, the police captain. This is issues coming up at the school. We need it. And you're like, huh? Yeah. Or the other side is like, yeah, sure. It's, you know, so and so we got it. Here's their number. Let's call them. You call them. I'll call fire your soup is going to be thrilled with you and pleased with you. So yeah. great advice, Matthew, know your local PIOs and the hospital one. That's a good one too, especially mm -hmm. in the pandemic. I had some good relationships with the people at our hospital. We were helping them with, you know, uh, all the equipment and stuff and things that they needed. And we're talking to them. And then another thing you said too, which I think is so important and it, this is a little tough because sometimes you'll come in and there'll be a list from the soup or the board with things they want you to do right away. But 
what you said nailed it. You have to build the relationships first. Mm -hmm. So really, you almost don't want to do anything your first 30 days. You want all that time free. As Matthew said, go meet with the principals, go talk to them, go walk the school campuses, mm -hmm. find out where the heck they are, go drive there yeah. in the first place. Cause when the emergency comes up, I mean, that was, yep. you know, that happens. It's like, Oh, where's this middle school? I've <laughs> never been there. I don't know. So go there, learn the campus, talk to the principal, you know, see if you can meet with the APs and some people and just have them show you around then and talk to them. So what are some of your programs? What are, and then you'll find out some great stories to highlight. You'll put them in the back burner. Like, Ooh, here's something when we're declining enrollment, we could spotlight this, but build those relationships first, do it with the principals, the directors around your district, who are they and meet with them. Cause those are, will be the go-to people you'll be interacting with a lot. Um, so I, that's really good advice as part of that first 30 day plan. When, when mm -hmm. you're on the interview, you just got the job. What what are you going to do the first 30, 60, 90 days? Um, I'm making relationships, police, fire, principals, our staff. Yeah. And then before doing anything, I've seen the opposite where it's like, I, I got a thousand things to do my first month. And you know, you're just emailing people. You've never met them face to face. So all, all the work that you're doing doesn't go well because you don't know each other. So that's a really, really good idea. Yeah, that's awesome, Ryan. You just gave away like two really great tip there um, for job interviews because that, that could very well be a question. You know, what's your plan? What would you do the first 30, 60, 90 days? And you're absolutely right that you just laid out an actual perfect response to that. Yeah. Uh, you, you can know, I know, shock I know them and say, you can shock them and say, I'm going to do nothing. <laughs> exactly. And then, and then expand on that. And then, I'm boom. just building relationships. I'm getting to know you because you don't. Because the first couple of weeks, first few days, you're going to come in. You're going to see the social media is a disaster. Mm -hmm. yeah. Nobody knows what's going on. There's no schedule. It's been dead. The you're website's using, not updated. Yeah, all that stuff. But you're going to kind of irritate people because they may have been doing mm -hmm. that way for 20 years. And it may mm -hmm. be some guy at the school that's getting a stipend. So you're stepping on his toes. So before you correct any of that, that's probably been that way for five, 10 years, whatever, Go talk to people, see what the issues are, see who's updating websites at schools and learn all that. Because when you act, when you get around to the work, which could wait because it's waited a long time, it will go much more effectively. You'll get help, you'll get support, you'll get buy-in as opposed to just doing this stuff from an office. They're like, who's, who just changed our site? Who did this? Who's, you know, so the first thing to do is build relationships. Yeah, that's beautiful. You know, another thing I found <clears throat> extremely valuable, and I've, I've actually really, <laughs> I've been uh, quite honored uh, over the years. People ask me for this, and even uh, a Department of Ed uses it, which is really neat, which is I created a bunch of template messaging. So uh, especially with the AI now, it's got to be really easy. I didn't have AI when I did it. Um, <laughs> I haven't tried it with AI now. I'm sure it's going to be a lot easier to do. But that is, you go in and think about some of the big things you're going to have that you're going to need instant access to messaging. Um, things like, you know, shelter in place or brief lockdown that lasts less than 15 minutes or a lockdown that lasts more than that. Um, you know, your initial messages, your follow-up messages, uh, you know, we, we do deal with some unfortunate things, you know, maybe what, you know, messaging for a weapon that was discovered on campus or, you know, police presence in the area, um, you know, these kind of things. And if you want a, more information, if you are new to the field, and you're not sure what kind of topics to prep for, reach out to Ryan and I, for sure. I'm, I'd be happy to share you, you know, with a list of all the topics that I have. And then I just structured it in a Google doc. <clears throat> 
so I can access it anywhere in the world from my phone or my laptop. And I've created a table of contents. So if I had a school that was shelter in place, I just opened up the first page, clicked on shelter in place, took me to the anchor right down there where my messaging is. And I copy paste, tailor it for the new shelter in place. And, you know, within, you know, few minutes, uh, the principal is able to send that out, or I was able to send that out on their behalf. You know, I, I it just recently happened at my kid's school. Um, the pickup line was disrupted and I can't even believe uh, the police department did this, but they, they actually pulled somebody over right in front of the school, put him on the curb, right in the front of the door at dismissal time. And there was three cop cars blocking traffic. It was just an absolute mess. And as a parent, I'm sitting there waiting to pick up my kids going, what is going on? And, you know, we just sat there about 15 minutes later, the principal was able to get a message out. It's just, you know, hey, unrelated to the school, uh, the, the police have made an arrest uh, and, and it's going to disrupt, you know, pickup line. So if you're the PIO and you get that call, that's got to be fast. It's got to be really, really quick. So you want to have some of these things canned, ready to go in a way that you can access it really quickly. Meanwhile, they could have pulled down the street a quarter <laughs> mile with zero kids and zero disruption, but yeah. <laughs> because he, he literally was at the front door in handcuffs. And now all the kids, you know, my kids were like, Daddy, what's going on? Why, are they, why did they arrest that man? It's like, you know, guys, you could have gone one block down and nobody needed to watch any of it, but it's okay. <laughs> you should tell the, you should really to help a traffic you tell the parents because they did an illegal u-turn and double parked in front of the school that's exactly. why they got arrested yes <laughs> yes they were driving too fast through the pickup line <laughs> but you brought up another really good point one of those things that actual work you can do by yourself in that first week and it's so important that template messaging yeah and you brought up ai and earlier you talked about music my original AI and many of ours was MW, which was Music Watson and her uh, template oh. messaging for lockdowns. And wow. the most important one, I think what you said is, is the shelter in place or the generic lockdown one, probably mm. interchangeable. Mm. There's an incident at the school. We're not sure exactly what's happening, but you just want a quick brief paragraph. We're aware of it. We're aware of it. We're going to let you know everyone's in place. Don't go to the school. Don't call the school because they're busy. Yeah. Um, that's probably the first one to get done because, as Matthew said, when you have that for the first time, you don't have 20 minutes to write this neat. No. Oh, let me check my grammar. Let me do this. Yeah. Get that template done yeah. now, yep. um, and that will help you. And then you'll see, again, check your local SPRA uh, musics at the San Diego County Office of Education. They have a great um, – list of resources in the Google folder about, you know, powers yeah. out, you know, active shooter, it's, you know, weather delay, whatever it is, they have some of that template messaging, mm -hmm. but create the generic one where it's like, we know we, there's a shelter in place. There's a lockdown. We're aware of it. Here's the things not to do. Don't call the school. Don't go there. And we will update you as soon as, you know, we have more information, but that yeah. will save you so much time and you'll be happy. And the other thing is, when you haven't grabbed that in two years, make sure you know what folder it's in, how to get it quickly and all that. Yeah. Amen to that. You know, and one thing I'll add there, Ryan, that I, I was remiss in saying is that you also need to structure text messaging and even potentially if you have time and you're able to, the social media post that goes along with it as well. But, you know, a lot of times you create these uh, emergency messaging, you know, messages and they're too long for text. And so think through what your text is going to be as well so that you're not sitting there. Like Ryan just said, you, you can't go 15, 20 minutes down the road here trying to figure all this out in the moment when people are stressed out, principal's calling you, the superintendent's calling you. 
Um, you know, so have these things in place, but don't, don't forget texting because that is going to be a crucial way that you're communicating in the event of a crisis or emergency, including social. So as much as you can think those things through, um, you know, do that, uh, ahead of time. It's a good reminder because not all school districts are in text messaging. Some are rolling them out. Uh, mm-hmm. reminded, it's a great reminder for me is like, have those text versions too, because they're shorter, sweeter. Yeah. Are you going to put a link in there to the web? You know, yeah. what are you going to do, but have that do? done? Um, Think that through. Yeah. Good reminder. The other thing that I feel like, Matthew, that happened to me, and I think it happens to a lot of people. So when you take over a role, there's usually been, you know, sometimes there's been a period that, they're probably going to have a stack of things for you to do. Mm-hmm. Even if you did the first 30 days and you're just meeting with people for the most part, doing your messaging updates for your templates and all that, you're going to get to a point where you're talking to all these people. Everyone has ideas. The board wants you to do this. Superintendent wants you to do this. Principals have this request. You will inevitably get to a point where you are so overwhelmed. You are like, what am I going to do? You're going to get stressed out. You're going to be miserable. So my advice is soon as you get to that point, don't wait, set a meeting with your superintendent and say, here are the things that I want to do. You want me to do some things that came in from the principal. It's a lot. I'm happy to do it all, but help me prioritize it in the order you want it done. So I don't feel like I have to do these hundred things Mm -hmm. in the next hundred days. So just meet with them, prioritize and say like, here's what I can do. And in this month, um, what do you, what do you want me to chop off? What do you want me to add and switch around? Because if you just keep that long list going without checking in and prioritizing it, you, if you're anything like me, you will feel very overwhelmed and not knowing what to do. Absolutely. Can't say that enough. And, you know, you could even take it a step further. And if you want to check this out on Peace Jar Extra Credit, Christine Peck down in Poway Unified. Shout out to Christine, another rock star like music. Uh, her and I did a video on just creating communications plans. And so one of the things you're able to do then, and you can check out the video, and she really goes into great detail about it. Because if you want to see an example of a phenomenal communications plan, Christine's is the one I model my own after. But what you can do then is go back, create a communications plan and a strategy, map out that next year and what your office is going to support and what your initiatives are. And then as things come up to you throughout the year, you can point back to that plan. Um, and it's one way of kind of keeping yourself from getting overwhelmed. You know, I, I understand that you want to do maybe this video series on, you know, career tech ed pathways, but does that fit into our plan? Is that one of the priorities we laid out? Do we stop all work right now to incorporate that? Um, and it's also a living document. Maybe the answer is yes. So you go back in, you restructure the plan, you reorganize that and you make that happen. But you can always point back to the work that you've worked hard to prioritize with your superintendent and, and maybe executive cabinet and, and the board um, through that plan, which is neat. Yeah. And we did a podcast too with Jackie a while back mm-hmm. and figure out what number it is, but talking about creating that communication plan and that will help you help guide you and kind of set yes. the priorities and stuff like that, which is smart. Speaking of Christine, one thing that she did, which was very smart, um, was she came and visited. She was interested in doing an internship like we've been doing here. So she came up and visited and sat in a meeting, talked to us. We went to lunch and just kind of learned, took in what she liked from it mm-hmm. and what she didn't like, but she got to see it in person. And we've had other people do that 
um, with our internship program, but you can do it just for like, tell me about your job, what you're doing day to day. How do you organize photos? How do you do these templates? So visit your local PIOs. Matthew pointed out a great resource, your county office. You probably have mm -hmm. some veteran PIOs there. Yeah. Go visit, meet with them, have lunch, check out their office. And if there's a specific program they're doing that you want to do, go schedule yep. for when you can go see that in action. But that is a great way to get up to speed real fast from somebody else that is doing something that you're interested in or mm -hmm. even just the day-to-day -day work. And those county office of ed people, I mean, they're just sitting in an office bored out of their mind. Like they'd be so <laughs> stoked to hear from you, right? Like, Do they do, they do anything do they at do, the county they offices? Do, they definitely don't do the work that's happening out of the district. Shout out to all my county office of ed people. I love you all, but you I are also it. the first people to tell me that working at the county office of ed is so much better than working at a school district. So I, I'm not, I'm not saying anything that's not already known here. Working at a school district could be tough and very demanding and you're dealing in crisis often uh, in the County office of ed isn't sometimes that space. So that's the joke. Shots there. fired. I love <laughs> it. We need to get a, we need to get some of the County folks on just we to do. defend themselves and talk about like County issues. And we need to have music on here. Let's get music. We had Ian on here. Uh, we yeah. need to get music on here because you're right, though. I mean, like, especially someone like music, the really, really great um, county office of ed people that are out there putting out messaging, you know, like music. Ian, I know they both do it. You know, and I was really honored, blessed. I don't know what you want to say to work in both. I worked in school districts that were served by their county offices of ed. And man, when something regionally would happen or nationally would happen, they would just be right there with messaging. Here you guys go, all their district. Mm -hmm. You know, if you want to use this, feel free to take anything you need from here. Feel free to use it. And it was just an absolute lifesaver. I will forever um, be in debt to Ian and Music for the support they gave all of our districts and their, their regions over the years. Are you saying they had time to create the templates because they weren't doing anything else while you were actually working? <laughs> I do love picking on them. No, man, I, I would I would love to have a county of office of ed gig, though. That, that seems we, like a nice we, jam. We should. That's what everyone does when they want to work but be retired. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> like, <what>? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like the action, though, of the district. Um, yeah. But we should have some county folks on. If you work at a county office of education and want to come on, to defend yourself against Matthew's attacks, we, we yeah. invite you on. <laughs> yes. Also, you know what? Hey, while we're doing a shout out, if you want to be on, I met somebody in Wisconsin at the at the Wisconsin conference. She came up to the table. She's like, hey, I, I love the podcast. I want to be on. I was like, let's do it. She wrote her name down on a random scrap paper, and that paper is gone. I have, And it was in a heat of a moment where I had other people at the booth. If you're hearing this, and that was you that came up to my booth and was like, I want to be on the podcast. I was like, we're doing it. I don't have your name and number anymore. So please reach out to me because I would absolutely, I know both of us would love to have you on. We are huge in Wisconsin. Do you know that? That's rad. I love Wisconsin. You know, Wisconsin, I'm their, I'm their only member they have out of state. And so they have a map of where all their members are in Wisconsin. And they had to have a little California subset with a little pin uh, just for my membership out in California. I love it. They're, they're such good peeps, man. And they're, they're executive director and oh, they're just really good peeps out there. I, that's, one of my favorite conferences is Whispera. And they're always in gorgeous places. It's Do you insane. know why we're big in Wisconsin? Do you know one of the reasons? Ooh, what is it? Well, we've both been on and had uh, Gribble on our podcast. Oh, and we've both yes. been on her podcast. There you go. Yeah, Andrea is wonderful. I love her. She's doing a lot. She's got, I don't know if you follow her on social media, but man, she's really hitting the, her book hard. And she's just, I mean, obviously she's the social media guru. So it kind of sounds silly that I'm saying she's just killing it on social media, but she, she really is crushing it on social media. Let's get into that. 
Yeah. Um, as far as um, some PTSD, social media. All right. No, who who to follow on social media? <laughs> where to mm. get professional development? That's not from an organization. You mentioned mm -hmm. Andrea. She has a, an amazing podcast. Yep. One thing that people are doing really well right now that is listening to this. You're doing this. This is professional development. You found a podcast that's related to your job. You're bettering yourself. You're getting ideas and strategies. So there are a few other good podcasts out there. Mm -hmm. uh, Andrea's got one that's all about social media, uh, mm -hmm. which, which does well. Some of the Spruz have some podcasts too. Um, so check out for some of the podcasts. Uh, Matthew has Peach Jar Extra Credit, which is all free content talking to superstars in your field from all over the country. There's a ton of videos on there. Mm -hmm. The other Facebook group that we've mentioned before, and I had the founder on a long time ago, and I have to get the official name of it. Matthew, what's the name of the Facebook group? Yeah, let me see. I actually don't, because you don't look at the name. You just get all the alerts yeah. for the posts and stuff. What is that? One? It, it has about over 3,000. It's amazing. Um, it is called School Communication Pros Discussion Page. So it's a private Facebook group, and it has over 3,000 people. It started in one local little spra and just over the years has grown. That is a great resource. So what you get with your national spra, NSPRA, and your state spra, you get the listserv, an email list, which is super valuable and share resources. This is the same thing, social media versions. So mm -hmm. school communication pros discussion page, ask us to invite you to it. Go see if you can join it. That is one of the most valuable social media resources for this field that you should look into and join. Absolutely. The other thing is K-12 PR chat. It's a Twitter slash X chat that I believe still happens Tuesday nights, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And it's an online chat. It's pretty visible. But whether you want to participate or not, there are people there. You can go back, check the hashtag, read all the topics, and get into it as well. So I would um, develop that. And then you can kind of start to see who are the leaders. Who should I be following on X and Twitter, on Instagram? Follow School PR Podcast. We're on X. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. So check those pages. We post resources and segments and the podcast. Um, and then you'll start to see others that are really good resources on social media to follow as well. Yeah, absolutely. Basically, going back to what you led with, which is just plug yourself in. Mm -hmm. Plug yourself in. Start connecting with fellow peers because you can't do it alone. You will lose your mind and uh, your life is just going to be greatly improved by having like-minded people around you. And I'll give you a pro tip so you don't drive everyone crazy if you're new to the field. So if you join the school communications pro discussion page, you're on your state listserv, you're on Ensper listserv. Before you ask a question, we're going to say it is a smart question and it has been asked before. So you may not need to ask it. You may just need to search the page, search the listserv, and mm -hmm. you'll find all the answers you're looking for. You'll find the resources, you'll find the links. So you can just go back and kind of search those pages, those listservs, and get that information. That's And, and the SPRAs, NSPRA, CalSPRA, all the, they're doing a really good job of archiving it and making it accessible because 
over the years, that was a problem. Oh, we talked about this three years ago, but we can't find it. But they've done a really good job. I know CalSPR has done a great job of organizing all that valuable resource information. So true. Yep, absolutely. One other thing that I, I can think of, Matthew, before I forget, is some of the publications that maybe you wouldn't subscribe to yourself but your assistant mm -hmm. superintendent gets and you get, and you can understand about the budget. Uh, CSBA has a newsletter. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of those state organizations check their websites, check their newsletters. Um, EdCal is a really good one for us in California that is yeah. done. Um, so check those state and national publications that you can subscribe when you're in your assistant soups office, your superintendents, check out what magazines they're getting. And that's how you learn about all these things is you got to pick up those magazines. You got to read them, you know, uh, do Google searches for your, in your local paper, the LA times, the big papers, like, what are the big topics? What do I need to know about budget? What are the trends in education? Read those, get familiar, subscribe. Um, AXA is a good one out here in California. So mm -hmm. those are good publications too that can really help you in the know and learn more in, about the field. Well, you, you mentioned one thing there that I'll, I'll expand on too, Ryan. Really good, really, really good point is you said CSBA. And for people that don't know that, that's the California School Board Association. And, and I, I don't know if there's one of those in every state. I kind of think there is. Uh, you know, uh, Krista Majette comes to mind uh, out in Kansas. She works for the Kansas School Board you know, uh, Association. So well, and there you go. She's a seasoned professional PIO in her own right too, published author. So, you know, reach out to those individuals as well in those associations because there will be a point contact person in that association for you to connect with. And that, like Ryan just said, that is a really great way to stay connected as well. Um, I met with the local CSBA rep out here a couple of times uh, in, in Orange County. Uh, we just went out for coffee and just kind of caught up on what, what the big ticket items were I was dealing with as a school district and what he was seeing kind of politically across the landscape through uh, the, the uh, CSBA, which is cool. So good, really good tip there. I totally forgot about that one. Yeah. And we got to give a shout out to Troy Flint. He does a great job with that. Yes. Uh, I forget the name of their magazine that they put out, but it's really nice. It's polished. Um, and, you know, I actually saw him where I was researching when we did the Kevin Gordon episode about the California budget and stuff. I was doing some research, I think briefly after that. And I saw Troy on a local station in Sacramento talking about the budget and the upcoming stuff. And so you really kind of get dialed in through some of these people that are at the state capital, whatever your state capital may be. Um, so they're, it's good to not know just your specific area of communications, but mm -hmm. generally in education and, you know, couple of years ago, I did a podcast about getting a seat at the table. Yep. If you start to understand the bigger picture in education and can talk budget, special education, uh, construction, you're going to be much more valuable at that table. And, you know, they're going to want you there more. And that's leads to more responsibility, more roles yep. and promotions and, and the like. Yep, absolutely. Well, man, we shared a lot on this one. That was good. That, that was, was really good. good. But I appreciate you always reminding us that there's new people in the field and it is overwhelming at first. But one of the great things that you mentioned early in this field, too, is that everyone's very generous about sharing, mm -hmm. helping each other. And a story I've told before, we were hosting our own little conference here in Arcadia with local districts years ago. And when I first got here and they said, oh, you should do a presentation, you know, about what you're doing and I was like, 
are you kidding me? I'm not sharing my secrets with anyone. Like, no, I'm, <laughs> I am in this to win this. You know, I'm a very competitive person. Um, and so I just, I was like, I don't want to share. And then, you know, you soon get to realize that it's more about public education as a whole and not just your district. So if I can help another district with something I'm doing here, whether it's the internship or media relations, crisis communications, that's going to help other kids in their community yep. that I may never meet. That's the purpose of public education. And we should be working as a whole together, not so much competitive. And this field is really good about sharing resources yeah. to help all kids, whether they're in your backyard or in another state. And helping someone out like that just builds your own network and your own relationships. So mm -hmm. you get back much more than you give. Yeah. So good job to everyone who's listening to this. You're getting some, hopefully some good ideas, but you know, take some ownership, reach out, do some research, make those connections, talk to people. Who should I be following? What conferences can I go to? Are there any groups around here? And uh, you'll start, you'll find a really good group of people that are in it to win it with kids um, and really passionate people that know what they're doing. So yeah, hope that helps. Feel free to reach out if you have any questions. We're happy to we're happy to, to talk to anybody uh, that might want to take a deeper dive on any any of these topics for sure. So pull out your phone if you're not driving. Go to <laughs> Facebook, find the School PR Podcast page. Go to mm -hmm. Instagram. Go to X, and uh, sometimes we'll follow you back. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, Matthew. Sweet. Good catching up. Is it? Uh, are we still in? Is this March, January, February, yeah, June? What I know, right? Are we? Yeah. Happy Easter to everybody. <laughs> Happy Easter. <laughs> All right. See All right, brother. Good seeing you. We'll chat soon. Absolutely.